Welcome to the Junction City Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Martinez. With me in the virtual octagon. I'm Hope. John Miles. Yep, that's John Miles. And <laughs> yep, uh, yep, like, like he's five. <laughs> yep, that's John over there. He's playing with the toys. And I'm Colby uh, Peterson. Colby Peterson. On today's show, we're going to be talking about Ogden's downtown master plan and the next 10 years. Of, 400 years. Yeah, for 400 years of Ogden's <laughs> new electrical alley. Uh, there were no polls, no polls in, in, in the Facebook page or the forum. So we won't be talking about polls, but we do have some pinkies up, thumbs down. And we have a new old segment. We did it last week, but uh, I we got a rebrand. It's a rebrand. We're going to retool. Yeah, rebrand. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, you're watching it evolve. Yeah, exactly. But first, if you have, if you're listening right now and you have friends and family at home that you know, maybe live in Weber County, or maybe you're just like wanting to share a good show with them. Maybe they used to show. live here, but like they live somewhere else and they just want to stay in touch with Ogden. This is a great way to do it. This is a really great way to do it. Yeah. You should be sharing your uh, this show with your friends, joining the forum, sending them invites to join the forum because we got a lot of fun stuff. There's a lot of fun people in there. Kevin Tila, Heath Satow, those guys. Those guys Sato. are great. They always you can always. What, is this Sato? Yeah. Oh man, you guys have been saying his name wrong this whole time. No, I have. I, have been. I listen to see Heath when I talk to him. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and uh, make sure that your family and friends are doing the same. And you know what? Shane sometimes is on the forum. No, he's never on the show, though. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's just a Facebook junkie. (laughs) And hey, look, in my defense, I don't think he's ever said his last name to me. I'm not sure either of you. Oh, I guess you guys say your last name every week on the yep. show yeah never mind we literally literally open with that <laughs> anyway Martinez. so moving into the show what's uh what have you guys been doing what's uh what's been the hap haps man it's been a social week i've seen you guys a bunch over the last over the weekend Ooh. we went yeah. to those indie ogden awards excellent thank <gasps> you to elements of real estate ashley walthuis for that it was yeah. awesome Thank you, Ashley. And for Dan for putting it on. Like, I mean, you can pick apart an event during COVID. Dan Matthews. I think. Dan Matthews. Oh, yeah. Good call. Dan Matthews yep. in Indy Ogden. And it's like, you know, they just wanted to put on this event. They've been trying, they've been postponing it and postponing it, trying to be able to do it right. We end up out in the parking lot there. Um, but I mean, it, I, I still thought the setup was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. It was I good. See- you know what I liked about that is that that's something that, um, you know, you could do like next year if, you know, all the guidelines and everything or all COVID is, is over and stuff. You do it indoors. Right. And, and that's fine, too. But just that event outside was actually oh, really yeah. nice. You know, it was like fun. Dude, it was yeah, way fun. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to sound rude to the timber mine. They're <laughs> fine. But I feel like you go to so many Indie Ogden Awards were at the timber mine forever. And even even being in a parking lot, that was just a great change of pace, I thought. Uh, and then there was just a little bit different vibe. It was a little sad that like some of the people you see almost every year there, like Lucky Slice or uh, Daily Rides, I don't feel like I saw. Like there were some Ogden staples that were not there, I assume, because of COVID. So Yeah, but Lucky Slice was there, dude. Like their whole crew was there because they won that oh, award. Man, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. They, they went up. Yeah. Never mind. 
but yeah, you're right. There there were a lot of there were a lot of folks there, and it, it was a cool vibe in the parking lot up above the Monarch. Um, yeah, the food was good. I thought we had a good time. We got dressed up. Dan, what did you go as? You and Cecile. Um, we went as Ghostbusters. It <laughs> yeah, was, it was really cool. So, not, so that was kind just of Ghostbusters. You both went as Spangler. But but walking in there, walking in with those Ghostbuster or like uh, uh, overalls, yeah, dude, people were freaking out. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. there There were were just screams. People just they were throwing their bras at you. Some guy gave you (laughs) nucks, and I was just like, I don't know this guy, but I thought I knew the guy. Yeah, yeah, good times though. Good times, dude. It was way good times, man. Yeah, yeah, you know what? We really have seen each other because it was actually the next day we did. Uh, the Northern Utah Dems picnic. Dem picnic. Yeah, yeah, dude, that yeah. was a lot of fun too with Kevin Lundell, good friend Kevin Lundell. Community spread. Community spread. Go, go, subscribe to the community spread. It's a great podcast. But, but yeah, you two. yeah, you and uh, you and Kevin, John, that was awesome. You guys did great. Yeah, that was fun. I actually was watching it all today because I didn't get to see all Colby stuff. I didn't realize, you know, Colby has to carry those interviews by himself over there. I had Kevin and me to work together so anyways nice job buddy Thanks, that man. was cool uh i mean i like so i hadn't met chris peterson or greg Scordas before uh so sitting down with those guys and getting a chance to talk to them like i feel like some of those conversations were really uh enjoyable i'm a lot more enthusiastic to vote for those guys now yeah no they were they're very what did we call it polished they're very polished politicians i mean but they're not really though which is kind of weird right because well this is like the first time chris has ran for anything right and i think scordis go ahead at this point you know they've they've been around they've been campaigning you know like i talked to karina brown i did an interview with her and she was telling us about how they had been in moab a couple weeks before you know Chris, before he went on with John and Kevin, was talking to me about how they were down in St. George the weekend before. And so, like, they've been around traveling. They were up, uh, I think, Tuesday night. They were up in Cache County with uh, students for Biden. And so, like, they've been going all over the state, talking to lots of folks. And so when you sit down and start talking issues with them, they've been doing it, right? They've been seriously campaigning since April or May. And so now, you know, here we are about a month away from the camp from election day. It's like, dude, this is old hat. Like they're in the groove, man. They are ready to go. And uh, I don't think that necessarily everybody on has been on the campaign trail as much as they have. So it's, it's, it was definitely good to chat with them. But I do have to say, I did have that impression with some, with a few of the, like Grant, I've talked to a lot, but not really so formally. And Grant was like on it. He had oh, yeah. some great things to say. I feel the same about Oscar. He's been like working on, you know, like, I mean, I feel like he has got these tight messages that he's putting out there. Uh, so I was impressed with that. And I was just going to say about Greg Scordis that to me, he wasn't so much of a politician, but he just like you get him talking about the law and he can just go off because he knows yeah. that stuff so well. Yeah. So that because that's so... yeah, that's his expertise. Right. Yeah. He's been doing it for 30 plus years. And well, uh, and you, you know, know what, though, too, I, I do want to say like, um because we, we've been doing these live or these digital town halls and we've been having more exposure to the candidates. I feel like they've been getting better too. Phil Graves, that Phil Graves, yep. when he carried that oh, yeah. interview and he, very well, dude. And I, I was a little, I was like kind of trying to uh, play both of your guys' interviews at the same time or like trying to coordinate that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But um, listening to him kind of talk about just, 
natural. You know what? I'm just one of the regular guys. I'm I'm like I'm like you all. You know, we we've been mad about the propositions, and like I think that message has really gotten across. Uh, or well, it, it, that seems to be like a strong uh, piece of the message that everybody is saying. You know, the the props, which is good to hear because that's what pissed me off. Definitely. The, the proposition stuff what about oh, well did you guys do anything we, else uh, no did you cool. do anything else kobe uh i promise so I, you know we chatted at the at the event with alex mcdonald and steve olson and i had yet to um edit their interviews that we did the canada interviews that we had done for the junction city podcast so i went home ate some 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 dinner and uh sat down and watched baseball and got those edited nice <laughs> Just, yeah it was nice so those will be uh, the Steve Olson episode is live now. And probably by the time you get this, the Alex McDonald episode will be in your feed as well. So you get a chance to hear from both of those great candidates. And we have a Chris Peterson interview forthcoming as well. So lots of good stuff. Lots of good interviews coming up. Well, yeah, you want to get to know those tons candidates. Of good content. Speaking of tons of content, Ogden recently came out with this huge pdf i i go like this like like huge like, like it was a thick, thick book or something so but thick. just so many pages of pdf of uh pdfs that uh for their new make ogden campaign so on tuesday last tuesday the ogden city council unanimous unanimously adopted the make ogden downtown master plan uh the plan represents a complete overhaul of the city's now former community plan for the downtown district and will be used as a blueprint for growth and expansion there for at least 25 years. That's according to the, the standard great reporting, by the way. Um, so what, yeah. yeah, what, what do we think guys? I mean, you've had a chance to dig through the whole PDF, right? Kobe. Yeah, I skimmed through it before in just prep for this because I mean, there's a lot to read, and it's 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 parceled out into four. Um, they call them episodes. Episodes, yeah. Yeah, and the way it's gone is like episode one is supposed to take about five years, so that'll take you to 25, 2025. Episode two is another five years, take you to twenty thirty. That was a prequel. Episode, yeah, sort of. And then episode three is twenty thirty to twenty forty. Episode four is twenty forty to twenty fifty. So that's oh. a big chunk, right? I mean, that's a long. Well, yeah, twenty fifty. I think. Thanks, guys. If we we'll keep make it, it did they say what happened? What What's the contingency plan if the sun boils us, I guess? Well, you know, they didn't handle sun boiling in this plan. It's not. Yeah, in there. What kind of plan is this? Yeah, I'm already out. Yeah. I'm already out. I'm already out. <laughs> uh, no. But so first thoughts, though, uh, John and, and Kobe, what do you what do you guys think? Green. I love it. Sorry, I'm just looking at the color scale on it. There's green, I love it, and red, I don't like it. No. Sorry. <laughs> okay. On the actual plan? <laughs> yeah, it's on the plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I thought that, um, so there are some big changes that will be coming. I mean, if, if they implement this plan the way that they say they're going to, uh, there will be some, some serious, like, seismic changes to downtown over the next, you know, 20 years or so. Um, it seems like the main thrust of the plan is – we're going to build a lot more buildings in downtown and try and get more density. Uh, there, there was a, a lot in there talking about walkability and transit. That's a big piece of it. And then also just kind of building well, and, some- and restricting, restricting uh, how we build the buildings too, I think was in the plan. 
Yeah, they want to. They, it, based on there, there are a couple of maps in there. You can see where they they show you like, oh, this building will look like this, and it's sort of like an elevation, kind of. And they're showing you like on the bottom floor and above, it's like offices or residential or like whatever. Right. That seems there's a lot of that in the plan. Oh yeah, we're just mixed use crazy in this city yeah. where it's all three story, top two are apartments, bottom one is storefronts. Yeah, there's a lot of or that. offices. Uh, Electric Alley, which is the it's the area right behind 25th Street to the to the north. So if you've ever um, if you've ever parked behind like behind uh, Brewski's and then walked through, you know, the Electric Alley and just like popped up over onto 25th Street, like all of that will be filled in with apartments and, and stuff like that. And then uh, they the Wonder Bread, the old the Wonder Bread. Uh, thing is uh, is the first thing coming up, right? Like they they tore the whole thing down and yeah, because that's already that been hole. yeah yeah it's it's primed to go. I like that's that they called it up. the Wonder Area or what did they call? What was the name of it? Oh my gosh, oh. it reminded me of a Batman game. I was like, oh my god, it, it, I think they really missed on that. They should have called it the Wonder Zone. Yeah, the Wonder Zone. Like and, then, and then you got to put Tony Wonder up there. <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> come on, guys. That's no Arrested Development fans out there. It's Tony Wander, dude. Wonder. Yeah. But uh one of the one of the things that, you know, just initially that had me really kind of like I'm I'm gonna interested to see how this is gonna pan out. There are two things. Number one, the amphitheater is gonna move. They're gonna move the amphitheater so that it's on the west side of the building and it's gonna face out toward Union Station. So that's that's a big change. That's then, crazy, right? Like, it kind of is, right? A, that's a huge and then the other piece to this is that they're going to, if you look at, um, I think it's in like episode three where they start to build out behind Union Station and along Wall Avenue. Look at some of those renderings. Yeah, uh, that looks cool. Was cool. I just, I wonder if that is super dependent on whether or not Union Pacific will give up that land because they own the land underneath Union Station. So the city owns the building or has taken back control of the building. But the land underneath is owned by Union Pacific. And so a couple of years ago, I guess it was one year ago, when um, Union Pacific was in town for the uh, sesquicentennial of the, the Golden Spike, man, you know, they were lobbying them hard to try and get U, UP to make a deal on that land because it's key to a lot of the development that they want to do along wall and then up toward the north where the front runner station currently sits. Mm -hmm. If you look, there's... It it looked like it had the trains stopping there. Like, like you weren't going to have trains keep on going except for maybe one track. It's sort of how it looked. I wasn't sure. And so, cause there's not a lot of detail. I mean, it's episode three. So I think you have to take all of that with a grain of salt. Cause so it's what, like, it's like a suggestion right? for future government officials. It's like 10 years away. Right. Right. At least. And you so, know what I did like about it was that, um, extending 26th street all the way to the Weber river. Yeah. But, but yeah, but, then I think like, wait, wouldn't they have to go through all that uh, the rail yards out there? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it could work like they could do it. It's just I don't know what how they're going to have to cut a deal with UP because like what are they going to do with the rail to, yards? Like, move the transfer station. Yeah. Right. Like you just have to put that somewhere else, which it makes sense to not have that in downtown. But I think maybe it is a pipe dream unless it's going to be something like eminent domain. No, I I don't know. They'll they'll have to cut a deal with UP on it. I don't think that they're just going to be like, yeah, we're taking this land. Like you you can't do that to Union freaking Pacific. They're not <laughs> they're not your grandma. <laughs> you know what I mean? I they mean, can't just take your land. Uh... <laughs> and I don't know. It's like 
I get so torn on this because my okay, so downtown in general, we have that beautiful river that we are just terrible at taking advantage of. And I love the idea of connecting what's on 25th street with what is even say all the way over at 17th street, but particularly like all around the river, uh, everywhere in between where you're not necessarily interested in walking now, like make all of that walkable. I'm so on board with that. And I understand that there are people who are concerned with like, uh, who are we going to be involving in that? And I am sympathetic to that. And I mean, I suppose. What do you mean? Well, okay, so you got to explain what you mean by that, John. Who well, are we going to involve in that? I mean, I, I think that what is likely to happen is we'll just bring in a lot of large chains right. and let them bring in, you know, their nice little restaurants, which to, I, I think everybody is on board with to a certain degree. Like, sure, we all want some kind of nice new restaurant that we all love from some other town here. But I think a lot of people want to make sure that we're focusing on, on, making that available to local businesses and that kind of stuff. And, or, or even more broadly, like making it something that has, that reflects some kind of culture of Ogden or that gives us some kind of identity. Like I do want all of that to be focused on, but that has to be done piece by piece over time, I think. Yeah, that's, that's a, a, a good point. Um, I think that trying to keep the essence of Ogden in this new plan is going to be tricky because I think you got a lot of people that are in Ogden that want to see more Cold Stone Creameries and more, you know, uh, big time shops. They're not necessarily right. It's like local we want, stuff, right? We want Lucky Slice and Grounds for Coffee. We don't want, you know, California Pizza Kitchen and whatever Starbucks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that was one part that, um, I mean, I feel like. Thus far, the city has done a pretty good job of maintaining that sort of cultural identity to downtown Ogden. Like, you do not see chain restaurants downtown. Right. Those exist out on 12th Street or those exist in Riverdale, Riverdale. right? Like, in right. Riverdale, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, like, those don't exist. In, and so it feels like the city and, you know, Historic 25th Street Association, Downtown Alliance, all those folks have done a great job in making sure that, you know, what makes downtown Ogden cool is that, small business local vibe and i i trust them to continue that expansion into the next couple of decades to continue to find those folks but what i wonder is there wasn't a lot of talk in you know there were a couple of bullet points if you scroll through the plan it's like 130 pages and they have these kind of like breakdowns for each episode and there were some you know there were some comments about like oh we're going to start this uh you know, we're gonna have like small business loans for entrepreneurs to, to start blah, blah, blah. Because I feel like the thing we lack in Ogden is a culinary identity. Can you guys agree with that? Sure. We don't we don't really have a, a great, like an amazing restaurant scene, like the kind of thing. Even that, just like Salt Lake has their You don't think so? What about Ogden? What about restaurant week, dude? Yeah. Restaur- restaurant on. week is, is fun, but but I'm talking about like. I don't so think be, it's big enough. Like we try, but we're not. Yeah, we're yeah, not yeah, to the scale. Yeah, we're not we're not there yet, you know? Like there there are things that we still need and areas where we still need to improve where we have truly kind of this cultural identity. And I was sort of skeptical in the in the report. So, oh, we're going to have this uh, small business loans for entrepreneurs well. I was like, how is that different from now? Because you can go talk to the business information center, which is in the American building, and those programs are available to you now. So, it's not like 
oh, well, we're going to have this program and it's going to fix the problem because that program exists now and it's not necessarily fixing the problem. So what else needs to happen? And they would, I would, I would imagine the city would say, well, we're going to build higher density downtown and it's going to be more walkable. So there are going to be more patrons looking for an opportunity to eat. And so because of that, you'll have the chance to make more money. And so it should spur growth of restaurants downtown, maybe. But I just wonder, like, what what's the city yeah. going to do to really help develop this kind of cultural identity? Because here's what I think needs to happen. I think that if you if you want to if you want to give food entrepreneurs an opportunity, first of all, you need to, you need to start being open to food trucks. That's just what it is. Because food trucks have the opportunity to grow into real restaurants. Whereas right now, the model in Weber County is you start out as maybe like a restaurant and then you get a food truck, right? We've seen Lucky Slice do it. We've seen Waffle Love do it. We've seen uh, Wimpy and Fritz has done it now. Like there are a bunch of, there are a bunch of folks who are doing it the opposite way because Ogden is not friendly to food trucks like at all because of the folks who have influence in the city and the restaurants that they own. And so what I wonder is like, how can the city create a space? Like um, for example, I was watching the show and in downtown Indianapolis, they have this place called City Market. City Market is just this giant old warehouse, and basically there are like spaces, and they're just like a bunch of small little food vendors in this giant space, and you can get all kinds of cool stuff in this giant warehouse space. And so it's like, why? What we're talking about is like a local food court, right? On on a, on a on a grand scale, like where's the plan for cool stuff like that, where food entrepreneurs can take that step, oh, get a booth at City Market, and then grow to a full blown restaurant. That's nowhere in this plan. And I think that it could really shape the identity, the culinary identity of the city. And it's just not there. So it's like, oh, we're going to start an incubator program. Well, there's your, there's your answer. But that's nowhere here. And so it's just like, ah, eh, that's where I'm a little bit skeptical. Like, oh, if you build it, they will come. It's like, will it? Well, and it's like, oh, man, I just think about like some kind of market like that. But along the river walkway, now you can do it because there's there's other businesses close by. So it's not so far away from everything it'd be uh, incredible it'd be it incredible would be amazing but then it makes me think there is a uh there's a scale at which this starts working where like it doesn't work now if you think about what they just built north of da vinci high school or it's like west of say uh needers they built those it, just like we're talking yeah, about with it's the like storefronts at the bottom and they've got the apartments up top for two yeah, levels the view and nobody goes 20. there now I view on 25th, yeah, yeah that's view. what it is. On 20th, 20th. Yeah. And, yeah. and I have no idea what stores are there. It sort of seems like maybe there's not really many storefronts there, but I've certainly never visited any of them. And it's because you're on 20th, not on 25th or 24th. And so until this area fills in with more of this type of stuff, it's not going to work. Like none of this is going to really work until you've built it up a fair amount, right? Yeah, because the only business I can think of that's over there in that area is Coffee Links, right? Coffee Links is right down yeah, there on never the, heard of it on the north east side of that development, and so it's right on it's on Lincoln. Oh, it's on Grant. Grant, right? Okay. But then, I have but seen then, that, right? Yeah, and like that business seems to do pretty well. Like I've met a lot of people there. Chatted. Kingmaker likes to go there a lot. Like it's it's a good place for politics. Hmm. And but on the opposite side of that corner there is retail space. And I mean, how, how long would you say that that development has been like there? Two years, at least probably at, three. At least, right? 
there has never, you know, to my knowledge, been anybody who is set up shop in the opposite corner, which is right on the main drag. It's right there. And I think part of the problem is it's like, well, there's no parking right there. And the way that it is right now, like you got to have a place to park if you're going to run a viable business in there. And there isn't any. So, and I used to work at 23rd in Lincoln and try to walk over to that America first on 20th street. And there is just nothing in between there. Like I'm walking by weird old houses and a police station and, you know, a butcher and far's ice cream, but the like, butcher's, and the butcher's closed. The butcher right. isn't even open anymore. So there's nothing like I've got nothing keeping me interested in that whole like four block stretch. Well, and so until there is, I'm not walking over there. What I would say is like if you go just a block to the east, then you've got Brewies, you've got pie and fry, but yeah, like yeah. aside yeah, from that, and then you've got like, like the coast and everything. Well, like and then the yeah, coasts. Yeah, Grant's all that becoming stuff a little right more walkable. Right, and they and they talk in the plan about Grant becoming a complete street all the way through to twenty second. I think is was the plan or beyond or maybe all the way to twentieth. And I kind of understood what they meant because it felt like, oh, basically like what they have right now between 24th and 22nd, you know, where they've got like the protected um, bike path and, you know, the, the yeah, planters yeah, yeah, yeah. and all, all that stuff. And it's like, that's cool. Um, and those bike paths continue all the way to 20th Street. But like, I didn't fully understand the complete street bit because it was like, well, what are you going to build? You know what I mean? Because it's like, you've got, the temple on one side, you've got apartments on the other side, then you get to Fars, and then there are more apartments, and then there is a, a big open field on the corner of 20th in Lincoln or in Grant. It's gonna and be then more have, par- I think those apartment it, people own that. And then you have the high school. Well, the apartment people are is the church. The church owns that. Oh, yeah, right. And so it's like, what 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 are you gonna build? You know, how does it become a complete street? Because it's like basically there, I don't understand what that yeah. means. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. there's a glossary in the back, and maybe I need to read it. Well, yeah, because as much as I like what they're doing by Utah, you've got a parking lot on the other side for two whole blocks. Like that does not make it an appealing walk. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't like that. There was I mean, I know you need it. They're going to need more parking. Right. I don't know that they gave up a lot. of. I feel like they gave up a lot of space for parking, but maybe I'm just I don't know. And I want to kind of circle back to this. It's called the first is wonder block that's what they're doing first, oh, wonder, block. wonder block wonder see right i live like on a, wonder block yeah right <laughs> yeah, wonder block dude <laughs> give me a bite of that <clears throat> but, but I was, uh this thing aims to improve downtown walkability job and housing density and to increase the area's taxable value per acre by 175 percent uh with a combination of public and private investment so yeah, I saying that, that. What about the affordability of the housing on this? Like, how are do you think they will do with that? Well, because going to the that those apartments are owned by the church. That's really the only thing that even makes those somewhat like I know some people can afford those, but I feel like it's because it's owned by the church, so they're not like the the ones that are in the the junction. Those are all at least thirteen hundred dollar apartments, you know. Well, and so, so I can't imagine anything down there. Uh, the stuff that just got built across Washington on Twenty Fourth Street, Twenty Third Street, that's like, I mean, it's not cheap. That stuff is expensive. It's probably more than thirteen hundred at least. So, yeah. uh, I, I don't see any of this being affordable. 
Well, that's what's weird is because in the plan that the, the they talk about how they want to redevelop downtown and bring in more families that they're not necessarily looking to build, you know, an entire downtown area of like young professionals. Because and I feel like anytime you watch shows where they people want to move to like new hip parts of a city or parts of a city that are up and coming, it's almost always young professionals who are white collar who make decent money right. and want to buy like a one or two apartment or two bedroom apartment in a place right. and they want like like you've talked about they want that walkability whereas this plan it seemed like they they want the families in there they want density but they also want families to kind of provide that that long-term um stability mm-hmm. in the tax base because like you talked about they want to increase the uh the taxable revenue by 175 percent and if you look in the plan there's this like um there's this graph where new revenues will meet projected um expenditures for the city and like i think it's in like 2036 they meet together and like projected new revenues will start to pay for the expenditures so the city doesn't have to raise taxes on you um i i don't know if that's if that's really going to work but because I think of myself and my family. It's like, how how could we afford to live in downtown Ogden? As, as cool as that would be, right. especially cool with that sounds but... with rents, you know, at places like the View or the Tower Apartments on Twenty Third Street. Like, how how does our family afford that? You know, and we just have two children. You know what I mean? So it's it's four of us, which I think is a a reasonable family size. And I don't know that we could afford to pay fifteen hundred dollars a month in rent for a three bedroom. You know what I mean? It's just like I I don't know if that's if that works. And so if it doesn't work for us, I mean, who who is it going to work for? I yeah, how are you going to make them? How are you going to make this work, Ogden? Uh, well, I had two other things that I wanted to talk about on this plan. And so the first one was all of this talk of development and higher density and all this stuff is good and you know growth in in jobs. I think they said like nine thousand new jobs over the course of this plan. Right. Which is great, like terrific. One thing that is glaringly missing to me, and I think that the pandemic has shown this, is where is the plan for Ogden City to get its act together on internet infrastructure? Oh, like, yeah. for real. Like, what? okay, you want to build a modern city and you want to attract all these cool people here? Well, the cities in Utah that are doing that have a plan for internet infrastructure. And so where is Ogden's plan for internet infrastructure? It's not in this plan. And that really bothers me because it's like you. Oh, yeah. That's a well, glaring hole there. It's glaring because. Gaping hole even. Uh, Box Elder County has fiber optic. Davis <laughs> County has fiber optic. Yeah, it is yeah. on both sides of us. All you have to do is bring it in. And of all the places that could do this, I think Ogden City is the, is the most likely candidate, especially if you wanted to build you know they they talk in the the plan about partnering with Weber State and downtown Weber to grow some you know some jobs in certain um in certain industries and tech is obviously one of those and it's like how are you going to build a downtown tech sector if you aren't investing in internet infrastructure like that's just right. the dumbest thing on the planet to me it's like where is that what's right. the other thing kobe that's they, the, the it really thing, grinds your gears about this let me just say davis county box elder county do they have universities uh we we yes they do they have no. extensions they university have extensions. extensions 
Well, do you consider right. the Davis campus an extension? I yeah, dude, it's an extension. Do. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a, an extension. It's pretty it's robust, extension. dude. It's a pretty robust yeah. extension, man. That's, that's Kobe. Yes. Kobe. It is. It's that's an exactly extension. right. It is a robust extension. Okay. Right, sorry, go ahead. Whereas you know, Brigham City's got a USU extension, and, and that's all it is. And like, well, yeah. that's that's what that's all they're going to get. That's cause... all it is in in Davis County too. Let's yeah. not mince right. words, Kobe. Weber County. Bro, bro, are you kidding me? There are like seven buildings out there. Like, it's not just whatever. All right. But the second thing is that really grabs your goat or grabs talk your about, goat. Tell me yeah. about your oh, dude. I was like, what <laughs> he really say? paints your taint. Tell us, Kobe, oh, what's please. the other one? Sounds awful. <laughs> uh, so they talk about how they're going to expand. Sounds nice. Let's just be honest. Sorry, go ahead. It, they're going to expand <laughs> the um, the the conference center, the, the Eccles Conference Center. Oh. And I and they're like, oh, we're gonna build this parking lot, and and I, it wasn't clear to me exactly. And maybe I need to look a little bit closer in the plan. It wasn't clear to me how that was gonna happen because they they emphasize a lot in the plan maintaining the historic buildings and value of Ogden. Like they, they talk about, like that's the bones, that's the character of Ogden, and we're gonna do everything we can to make sure that those things exist. But I look at the at the current uh, Eccles Center, and it's like, where's it gonna go? You can't go to the west because. To the west is the Kiesel building and some other buildings. It's like, you don't want to tear those down. Okay. Well, I can't go to the east because I've got, you know, the the old First Security Bank building and that other weird looking bank building right next to it. It's like, and you can decide whether you want to tear that down or not. So you can't go there. You can't go to the north or the south because on the north, you've got the hotel in the David Eccles building. It's like, you're not going to tear that building down. And you're not going to go to the south because that's where the Egyptian theater is. So wait, where exactly you, is it going to expand? That's what I don't get. Could you get rid of the parking to the west and just put another parking solution somewhere? But where? Like I said, maybe I need to look into the plan a little bit more. But like they're talking about expanding it, which overall is good for the city if they can. If you know, it seems like they have a plan to do it. I just don't understand fully what it is because if they can pull that off, then it pushes the need for more hotel rooms. And that's good, you know, for overall, because if you can get a larger conference center, you can presumably get larger conferences, which will hopefully be a boon to the downtown area. So I don't know. And that's that's really probably one of the broader criticisms about the plan somebody could make. And you could maybe argue whether or not it's fair because you have to do this to a certain extent. But I mean, you you sort of make the plans the way you want to and you kind of push off hard questions down the road because maybe it's an episode three that's 15 years down the road that we're finally tearing down one parking structure and building another and so we can be more aspirational on that goal you know what i mean and yeah yeah i understand yeah so so overall i just don't i don't know how they're how or where they're going to expand the conference center based on where it is and what what potential space they have mixed with the historic buildings that surround that space already It'll be interesting coming up, seeing how the episodes unfold. If this is like, you know, the first three Star Wars movies, like the the four, five, and six, or is this one, two, and three? I mean, I don't know, right? Hopefully, right. four, five, six. Yeah, let's hope so. What if, yeah, we'll or what if it's seven, eight, nine? Hmm? Well, and like we'll, we'll probably then people bring then people the will, will really like it and people will really hate it. So <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but. Go ahead, say, John. We'll probably bring somebody down to talk about the plan. Yeah, some somebody, sure. somebody official. Maybe we can get Choberka. Maybe she'll come back. Yeah, on the show we for still us. need to get Luis uh, and Ben. So, yeah, so what we're doing? Well, we invite all the listeners to go out and read the plan. Get to know what's happening in Ogden. Uh, you can find the plan at 
makeogden.com. That was one of my beefs was like, that's kind of a dumb name. Sorry for the whole, but whatever. Um, makeogden.com. Go through, uh, read the plan, um, and let us know what you think. Uh, we'll, we'll be back. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about our new old segment, Pinkies Up, Thumbs Down, and upcoming events. Ashley Wolthius and the Elements of Real Estate are proud to support the independent local journalism of the Junction City podcast. If you're buying or selling real estate, or if you need a certified residential appraiser, contact Ashley at theelementsofrealestate.com or by calling 801-391-8503. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're going to be talking about polls. Uh, you know what? So we didn't have any polls in the forum again for two shows in a row now, but we are going to have one. They're not cool. No, no, no. They, they are cool. This one's we're going to uh, put out here on the poll in the forum. What are your thoughts on the make Ogden plan? Yeah, right. That's yeah. a good poll. That'll be a good yeah, one. That'll that is a good get poll. some really generate some good discussion. I mean, we always invite you to go to the forum and, and, and discuss the topics on the show. That's going to be that'll be for next week. I'm excited for it. Uh, now our new old segment. So we had a segment called Just a Tip. Just the tip of Utah. We're going to try the Utah. 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 like a almost like, I don't know, Transformery maybe? I don't know. Utah. Yeah, I feel cool. like. For the today's Utah. What were you going to say, John? Northern Utah. That waste. Residents of Northern Utah are wasting millions of seconds a year saying Northern Utah when we could be saying Utah. Or you could be saying Nortop. No, oh, no, no. I like Nortop too. You know what? Stop, oh, man. I feel like no, Utah we're not making Fetch thing. happen. Utah. You're not going to make Fetch happen. <laughs> until, until I do. So uh, this story is coming out of um, Logan. This comes out of the Herald from Logan. So a lot of these uh, cash counties filled with farms. And these farms are, are getting to a point where they can't sustain their own farms. Because so. So they're selling off a lot of their land, but in, in an attempt to uh, diminish that for these uh, families that own these large farms, they're trying to make it so they can have wineries out there. Because right now, Ooh. that farm is on unincorporated land. The unincorporated land is supposed to oh. be, quote unquote, dry land, right? So you can't have alcohol oh. on that. And they are trying to, in an attempt to save their farmlands, Cash County farmers have been pushing for a change in their ordinances so that all unincorporated land doesn't have to be quote unquote dry. Well, um, yeah, because I was going to say, it's like there's there's something that is preventing a lot of Utah areas from having wineries. Like I know there are a couple down by Moab and maybe by St. George, but like there's a reason they're not over, all over the place. And I think it's that cities will make these ordinances that say you can't have a thing there. Yeah, well, yeah. it sounds like sounds like it's the county commission up there. That's the issue. Dude, I liked how they called it. It's called agro terror. Ter- no, agro terrorism. Agro tourism. It is. Well, and I think that's just what they need up there. Like if Cash Valley was this cheese and wine thing, you know, they've already got free public transit up there. It's perfect. They do. They're not part of UTA. They do their that's own right. thing. 
Isn't that crazy? Isn't that wild? That anyway, if this happens though, uh, so they're they're currently right now. What's going on is they haven't passed anything because they haven't adopted any language into the ordinances. Um, and the, the, the council is supposed to meet again to workshop the ordinance in two weeks. But as the ordinance has not been officially drafted, there has not yet been a date set for public comment. So this one's going to be super interesting to follow because I feel like if there's some stuff that happens in Cache County, how does it affect Summit County? Because I feel like Summit County would be another one, right? That would push for this kind of like wineries and these kinds of things and yeah potentially or what could that mean for the western part of weaver county where our agricultural lands are you know oh yeah right you know you 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 build a model in one county you could potentially you know import it to another county so we'll see what happens lasting effects Ooh. yep you guys better keep your ear to the utop to the utop (laughs) so So we're gonna actually before we move on from utop uh this is going to be another poll in the forum. Which name did you like better? Did you like just the tip? Or do you like Utop? Or is it Nortop? Or is there a different name out there? You yeah. let us know. What, what what do we call this segment? Because not everybody yeah. likes the tip. Just no, sorry. I not think, everybody likes just the tip. Oh, I, I I disagree. I think everybody likes that. And I would really just encourage everybody to start using the word Utop just casually around people. It's one of those things that if you toss it into a conversation, your friends are gonna be like, Oh, is this is this the new thing? When did John turn into Gretchen Wieners? <laughs> well, did, well, John's dad did invent the toaster strudel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice job. All right. Guys. So uh, go to the forum, answer the poll questions, give us your input, let us know what you think. Now it's time for our normal segment that we like to call <laughs> our totally average segment. Yeah, the average, <gasps> the one that's been around the longest. Pinkies, Pinkies up. up, thumbs down. Thumbs down. Why is he called that? Shane Forrester. <laughs> yeah, one of the old founders of the show. Uh, <laughs> John, we're going to let you go first. Pinky's up, thumbs down. Oh, no, man. I was going to let you. Okay, well, I'll go first then because John's not ready. Uh, or maybe he is ready, but my pinky is up goes to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, my forever hero. He just came out in a, with a, um endorsement to Biden-Harris ticket. What's up? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Never endorsed. A presidential candidate before dude right on. to do it now i'm gonna go watch all of his movies again i know i love that's the rock, right dude. that guy's that guy's all about hustle and motivation dude thumbs down. and my thumbs down goes to i just recently learned 750 dollars paying taxes to donald trump screw that guy that was you, a garbage oh, thing that came you, out you, today you paid no he paid he, oh, only, oh, paid. he only paid yeah, 750. his gotcha. taxes those are my thumbs down yeah, yeah I paid like, I don't know, $5,000 in taxes or something. Easy, right? Yeah, easily paid $5,000 in taxes. Yeah, some thousand dollars. I don't know what the number is. That's a big um, nothing burger for a bunch of people. Sorry, go ahead, John. Well, my pinkies up was going to be just because we spent that whole day talking to all of those candidates. And man, it's hard. Like, even, oh, okay. So just first of all, thumbs up pinkies up to all of those guys uh being candidates a lot of them are in tough races even uh you know people like 
people like Grant Protzman, people like Chris Peterson and Greg Scordis. They're like these these serious professional guys who have chosen to run in races that are damn near impossible to win. And so you have to just respect the hell out of those guys for going and doing it. And whenever I, I get exposed to those people and, you know, just see them, like we were saying, like improving, just seeing them like really putting the work in, I just respect the hell out of that. So Pinky's up to that. And then, and, and then the fact that, you know that most voters are not going to even take a look at the other side. They're going to take an attorney general like Sean Reyes that is honestly a piece of shit. Like he is a literal (laughs) piece of shit. Go look up Sean Reyes. He should have never been elected attorney general. And uh, I mean, he's just a corrupt piece of shit. He should not be there. He's there because people are not even looking at somebody uh, who is incredibly qualified and sacrificing a lot of stuff just to run for something that they they know from the get-go they're not likely to win. So pinkies up to the people. Thumbs down to the to the voters. Voters don't care. <laughs> no, John's right. Do the homework, folks. Like, like stop voting on party lines. Like, what is it getting you? Like, yeah. take a look at the other side. Like, stop just blindly voting Republican. Well, uh, my pinkies up this week is going to be to Weber County Democrats, uh, Gina Timmerman and Zach Thomas and everybody who put together the Northern Utah Dems uh, picnic down at Fort Buenaventura yesterday, Saturday. Uh, That was a great, great time, man. Uh, We were down there and did the live stream for the county party. If you missed that, it's on the county party's Facebook page. Just go to Weber Democrats, uh, Weber County Democrats, and you can look it up. Um, I thought production was good. Uh, We were lucky enough to get Kevin Lundell to sit with John and be a part of that production. And the candidates were more than willing to sit down and chat about their districts and about issues they're running on and how campaigning during COVID is going. It was just overall super fun to just chat with so many candidates in such a short period of time. So pinkies up to those folks for having the vision to put that together and inviting everybody to come down. And, you know, I was surprised at how many candidates came, man. It was awesome. Like we were up there. Yeah. How long did that, like that, that, that stream probably went on for about an hour and a half. Something it did. Like it that. went for an hour yeah. and a half. Yeah. It was only yeah. supposed to go for an hour. I think an hour, right? But there I was, was so many it was going to be like 30 minutes, dude. <laughs> Not just tooting our own horn. Like if you are somebody out there who wants to get some exposure to these candidates and hasn't been able to because of quarantine or whatever, like we got almost all of the candidates. You can go watch your candidates. Go check out our, our feed because you know we just let those candidates go and and give you a sense of who they That's are so true we i think we have talked to everybody right uh so pinky's up to weaver dems for putting that together um thumbs down though to the candidates that didn't show up to get interviewed i mean they were like i said it was it was great we talked to a lot of folks and uh if you were a candidate that wasn't there that get, didn't get a chance to get an interview like you missed out because it was it was good well, and speaking of that, you guys, are you friends with Jason Allen? Did you see that he's been trying to have debates in his district, in House uh-huh. District 11, and Kelly Miles just refuses to do it, so debates end up getting canceled. There's just no debate for the district because one of the candidates says, uh, you know. I just no, not even it. one of the candidates, the incumbent, right? Well, yeah, right, the incumbent, yeah. right. And I feel like there was somebody who said that was happening, that's happening elsewhere. It's just like Republicans don't feel like they have to work for the vote because of what we were just saying a second ago. Well, uh, this this happened in the governor's race, right? Because Chris Peterson wanted to debate Spencer Cox more than one time. And so they're reaching out to the Cox campaign like, 
almost not very long after the primary was over on June 30th saying, hey, we should plan some stuff and get together and talk about the issues. You know, Chris Peterson's a very reasonable person. Uh, he's a person who's not going to, you know, he's not going to like go out there and talk about what a terrible person he is. Even in our interview, he talked about, you know, Spencer Cox is a decent person. He's a great guy. Uh, we just happened to disagree on our approach to how we would run the government. That's that's really yeah. what this boils down to. And the Cox campaign wouldn't. They just wouldn't. They're like, no, it's not the right time. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, what are you, what are you busy not running the coronavirus, you know, task force? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what exactly are you doing, man? If when when is the time? Because it's like, oh, you won the primary and now what you're just gonna coast? And that's what pisses me off about Republicans in the state. They don't work for your vote. So why do you keep giving it to them? Good uh you know what? Better than last week's. Remember last week's were freaking depressing. These were good ones. Good thumbs down, everybody. And pinkies up. Uh moving on, upcoming events. Wednesday, September 30th, the day after this drops, curators from the couch. Uh this Put one, on. this is going to be black women's activism in early America. This yeah, is this. happening online and it's going from 6 30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Again, that's Wednesday, September 30th. Yeah, so this is uh, uh the if you if the JC peeps remember back in March, we interviewed uh Sarah Langston, who is the director of special collections up at the Stewart Library at Weber State. Uh, yeah, she's, she's the collected one all the cool stuff. Yep, she definitely has. And she put together the, you know, the the display that is down at the Union Station right now. Um, this this is just a series of conversations that she's put together. And so this one in particular, I think, was really interesting. And then uh, Thursday, October 1st, the Ogden School District Board Work Sessions. Those are going to be held online. So you can attend online via the Zoom link, I believe. Right, Kobe? Yeah. Um, uh, that's going on from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So this one, uh, if you if you aren't following him because you maybe you're not in his district uh, on the school board, uh, follow Jeremy Shinoda. We've had him Shinoda. on the show before. Yeah, we've talked to Jeremy before. He's a great guy. He's on is a diversity, diversity diversity commissioner in the in Ogden City, but he's also on the Ogden School District Board, and so he's the one that kind of puts together these events. And so if you go to his Facebook page. Um, it will you can look up this stuff and, and stay in the loop on how to get online and follow the, yeah, the work session because he wants you to be involved. You know, that's that's one of Jeremy's big things. And he's up for reelection this year. So if you're in District four in on the Ogden School District Board um, can, and you see his name on your ballot, consider voting for him because he's a great guy. That's cr so crazy that uh, we're already in October, too. Uh, uh, and then Sunday, October 4th, brunch at Bruvies. Uh, the Monster Squad uh, will be playing, and what? yeah, is this the, the Monster Indy Squad Ogden thing. Like, is it Wolfman's not, got Nards? Wolfman's got Nards. Yeah, <laughs> is this, this isn't an Indy Ogden thing, is it? I, I think, think they do the brunch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, oh, that's wow. what Dan Dan Matthews yeah, said. Yeah, free brunch. Yeah, brunch at Bruvies, um, going on it? from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. And this is going to be at oh yeah, Bruvies. It's Fucking, you know where Bruvies is. Yeah, so where yeah. we do it's where we used to do drinking liberally before we used do it anymore. That's cool. I love Monster Squad. It's a great movie. See, uh, we're gonna do something like that, right, Kobe? Yeah, Kobe's well, trying to talk us into doing a movie. Kobe, I know. Like, like, no, invite, no. Invite some special listeners to join us. Yeah, maybe want... even maybe even we broadcast it. And that's do mystery that... science theater style. That's what I want. I want. That's us what we do. We put it out to. The that's the other poll. We got three polls this week. Which movie should we put? Uh, should we put out there? Yeah, give them your two, Colby. Give them your pitch because 
Maybe, maybe me. Yeah, because I was weird not taste. having your pitch. <laughs> Dude, these guys are losers. So I said we should we should get together in John's backyard the way that and you know socially distance. You know, seats of two. You know, you bring. You know, we have a couples set up John's backyard and we're going to watch a film. What's the film? Well, I thought we need to go cult classic in October. So it was either Rocky Horror Picture Show or The Blair Witch Project. These guys didn't want to do either of them, even though they haven't actually seen at least Rocky Horror Picture. Have you guys seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? I've seen Rocky Horror, not Blair Witch. Uh, I've watched bits and pieces of Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I've seen all of Blair Witch, and neither of those are appealing no. to me at all. Number one vote is Ernest Scared Stupid. Number no. two vote is Ghostbusters. Number three vote is Ghostbusters. The other one, number four vote. Yeah, Good. my votes were Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. And I think I had another one. What was the other one? Tremors. No, we're not doing Tremors. Tremors is not a bad idea, Colby. No, it's not a great oh, idea either. Colby, out. So anyway, we're going to put a poll in, in the forum this week <laughs> where you the JC peeps can decide. And then we're going to have a little contest. We're going to try and get this all wrapped up in a couple of weeks. So before it gets too cold, we're going to hang out in John's backyard with a couple of lucky listeners to the show. And we're going to hang out and watch these movies. And we're going to probably roast them a little bit and just have a good time. Roast them yeah. or each other. Oh, probably, probably a little bit of both. A little bit of all of it. And that's coming up. Don't, you can don't like us out. on Facebook. Don't edit out where I called you buddy because I like yeah. that. <laughs> That's a really important. <laughs> you want to make sure that my well-being is being looked yeah. after. No, you can follow us on Facebook at Junction City Podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Junction City Pod. Instagram, Junction City Podcast. YouTube, look for our uh, content on YouTube as well. You can give to us. You can give us money through Patreon, because we have a Patreon where we'll take any donations monthly or one time or even we'll flip those right back back around, put them into the community. That's what exactly. we're going to do with that money. Because that's not going to anybody's pockets. It's just going no. right back to you guys. I'm not spending that. And then, um, yeah, you can rate us. You should rate us. If you're listening on any of the Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, whatever platform you're using. Yeah, they say those ratings five matter. Stars. Put five, five stars. stars. Thumbs, five thumbs. Is it? Whatever they have. Yeah, whatever rating. What's it going to be on your Stitcher profile? What do you care? <laughs> uh, if you don't rate us a five star, I mean, you're not. You know, then you're not invited to the movie night that we're going to yeah, have where we, we watch. I mean, you're uh, not a Tremors. real fan. Yeah. You know. Burn. Tremors is garbage. Kevin Bacon and everything he's done is a treasure. Yeah. If you Reba don't rate McIntyre. us five stars, your name is probably Kevin Tila, and you live in backwards <laughs> as Brigham City. So. <laughs> I bet Kevin Steele. Where there's Tila nothing good there stars. but the pickleball. You know what? I'm glad we're taking forever to close out this episode so that I have a chance to mention Kevin Tila being a number one super terrific fan. And how much I appreciate it. You know, and I feel like I don't have anybody else supporting this show. I feel like I have Kevin Tila. So, hey, five stars to him. And like we say every week. All politics is local. <laughs>